Did you know Granny McDuff now has a Patreon? You can get all episodes ad-free. Games, puzzles, calendars, and more. You can even get discounts off Granny merch. Sign up now on Patreon. Go to GrannyMcDuffENT.com for more information. Good evening, children. It's Granny McDuff, ready with a story. So make yourselves comfy, and I'll begin. Once upon a time, in the middle of winter, when flakes of snow danced like feathers as they fell from the sky, a queen sat by a window with an ebony frame sewing. And when she looked out of the window, she pricked her finger with the needle and three drops of blood fell upon the white snow. The red looked so beautiful against the white of the snow, she looked upon it and thought, Oh, if only I had a child with skin as white as snow, lips as red as blood, and hair as black as the wood of the window frame. It was not long after that the queen had a daughter who had skin as white as snow, lips as red as blood, and hair as dark as the window frame. They called her Snow White. But when Snow White was born, the queen died. After a year had passed, the king took a new wife. She was a beautiful woman, but was proud and conceited, and could not bear to think anyone else could surpass her in beauty. The new queen had a great mirror, and when she stood before it and looked at herself, she would say, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? And the mirror would reply, You, my queen, are the fairest of them all. And the queen would be satisfied, for she knew the mirror always spoke the truth. But Snow White was growing up, and with each day became more and more beautiful. More beautiful than the queen herself. And when the queen asked her mirror, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? The mirror replied, You, my queen, are fairer than anyone near, but it is Snow White who is the fairest of them all. The queen turned pea green with envy. From that moment on, whenever she saw Snow White, her jealousy raged and her heart burned with hatred. The woman's envy grew like a weed and gave her no peace day or night. One day she called a hunter and told him, Take the girl away, deep into the forest. I can no longer have her in my sight. Kill her and bring a lock of her hair to me as proof you have fulfilled your duty. The hunter obeyed and took Snow White into the forest. But when he was readying himself to do away with the girl, she began to weep and said, Oh, dear hunter, I beg you, spare my life. I shall run away into the forest and never return. And the hunter took pity on the girl. He cut a lock of her hair with his sword, released her and said, Go, run away, you poor child. As she ran, he thought to himself, The wild beast will soon make a meal of her. 
But still, it felt as if a stone were lifted from his heart that he did not need to harm the girl. And so Snow White took flight, and the hunter brought the lock of her hair to the queen as proof the girl no longer lived. Snow White was all alone in the woods, and she was terrified, for she did not know what to do. A wind picked up, a tree branch cracked, and the girl began to run over stones and through bushes full of thorns, past the wild beasts, too busy with their own dinner to care, and she kept running until it was almost dark. Then suddenly she came upon a small cottage. She knocked, but no one was home, so she went inside. The cottage was very neat and very clean, and everything was quite small. The table was set with a white dining cloth, seven little plates, seven little forks and knives, and seven little cups. Against the wall rested seven little beds, all neatly made with Snow White bedspreads on top. Snow White was starving, so she ate some bread and vegetables from the table and took a sip of wine out of each of the cups, for she thought it was better than taking all from one. She was so tired, she lay down on one of the little beds, but this one was too short and the next too long, and so she tried each bed until it was the seventh bed that was perfect for her. So she stayed in it, said her prayers, and went to sleep. Soon after, the owners of the cottage arrived home. They were seven dwarfs, who mined the mountains for precious iron, copper and gold. They lit their seven candles, and when the cottage was filled with light, they could see that someone had been there, for everything was out of place. The first dwarf said, Who's been sitting in my chair? The second said, Who's been eating off my plate? The third said, Who took a nibble of my bread? The fourth said, who ate some of my vegetables? The fifth said, Who used my fork? The sixth said, Who's been cutting with my knife? The seventh said, And who has been drinking out of my mug? They all looked around. The third dwarf noticed that his bed was not made and said, Someone has been in my bed. The others looked at their own beds and all exclaimed, Someone has been in my bed too. The seventh checked his bed and saw that Snow White was fast asleep under the covers. There is someone in my bed right now, he said. The others gathered around, all holding their little candles, and saw by the light that there was in fact a girl in the bed. Oh, heavens, they cried. What a lovely child she is. They were glad that they did not wake her. The seventh dwarf, whose bed Snow White was in, made himself comfortable on the floor with big fluffy pillows and slept there. In the morning, Snow White awoke and was frightened when she saw the dwarves all up and preparing breakfast. One said, Do not be afraid, child. Tell us, what is your name? My name is Snow White, she replied. And now have you come to our house? asked another. 
Snow White told them how her evil stepmother had wanted to do away with her, but that the hunter had spared her life, and that she had run the whole day, not knowing where she would go until she came upon their cottage. The dwarves were shocked and took pity on her. Then they told her, If you take care of us in our home, we'll keep you safe, and this can be your home. With all my heart, yes, she said. And so Snow White stayed with the seven dwarfs. Every morning after breakfast, they would go into the mountains to look for iron and gold and copper, and in the evenings, just before the sunset, they would return home. Each day, Snow White took care of the house and looked forward to sharing dinner with her new friends on their return. As Snow White was alone each day, the dwarfs warned her. Beware of your stepmother, child. She will soon find out that you are here. Be sure never to let anyone into the house. But the queen, certain she was once again the most beautiful of all in the land, went to her mirror and asked, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? And the mirror replied, My queen, you are the fairest that I can see. But over the hills and into the forest where the seven dwarfs dwell, Snow White is still alive and well, and no one is as fair as she. The queen could not believe her ears. She knew the mirror never told a lie. The hunter had betrayed her and let Snow White live. She thought and thought about how to do away with the girl once and for all. And finally, she had a plan. The queen painted her face with dirt and cloaked herself in rags. She disguised herself so well, no one would have known her. And so she went over the seven hills and into the forest until she came upon the cottage of the seven dwarfs. She knocked on the door and croaked. Pretty things for sale? Snow White peeked her head out of the window and asked, Good day, what have you to sell? Fine laces of all colours, my dear, the Queen replied, and she pulled out a beautiful red silk lace. I could let the old woman in. What harm could such a frail creature do? Snow White thought to herself. So she unbolted the door and let the old lady into the house. Oh, child, you look a fright. Let me lace you properly, the queen said. Snow White suspected nothing, and she let the old woman lace her up with the new laces. But she laced her up so quickly and so tightly that Snow White lost her breath and fell to the ground as if she were dead. Now... I am the most beautiful in the land, the queen said to herself, and she ran out of the house. Not long after, when the sun was setting, the dwarfs returned home and were terrified to find Snow White on the ground. They lifted her into a bed and found that she was laced too tightly, and so they quickly cut them. Right away, Snow White began to breathe, and after a moment, she was awake and explained to the dwarfs what had happened. The old woman was none other than the wicked queen herself. You must not let a single soul into this house again. Bolt the door when we leave and do not unlock it until we return home. 
As soon as the evil queen reached the palace, she went straight to the mirror and said, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? And the mirror replied just as it had before. My queen, you are the fairest that I can see, but over the hills and into the forest where the seven dwarfs dwell, Snow White is still alive and well, and no one is as fair as she. When she heard this, fury rushed back into the queen's heart. We shall see how long that will last, she thought. With the help of witchcraft, the queen cast a spell and made a poisonous comb. She once again disguised herself as another old lady and set out over the seven hills and into the forest until she reached the house of the seven dwarfs. The queen knocked and said, Pretty things for sale and cheap too. Snow White looked out the window and replied, Go away, I... I cannot let anyone inside. Then look through the window, my dear, the queen replied, and she lifted the poisoned comb so Snow White could see. Oh, how beautiful, she said. And Snow White was so taken with the comb that she allowed herself to be fooled once again and opened the door. When they had struck a bargain, the old woman said, Now, darling girl, let me comb your hair properly. Snow White allowed her to do so, but no sooner had the comb touched her hair than the poison took effect and the girl fell to the ground. The queen cackled. <laughs> now you are done for good, she said, and ran away. It was almost evening and the dwarfs arrived home not long after the queen had fled. When they saw Snow White lying on the floor as if she were dead, they immediately knew her stepmother had again been in the house. They looked the girl over and found the comb. Moments after they removed it from her hair, Snow White awoke and explained what had happened. Oh, what a fool I am, she said. You are not a fool, they told her, but you must be always on your guard and open the door for no one. When the queen arrived home, she went straight to her mirror and said, Mirror, mirror, on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? And the mirror replied, just as it had before, My queen, you are the fairest that I can see, but over the hills and into the forest where the seven dwarfs dwell, Snow White is still alive and well. And no one is as fair as she. The queen trembled with rage. Snow White shall perish, she said, even if it costs me my own life. With that, she went into a secret chamber and there she made a poisonous apple. On the outside, the fruit looked perfect, quite white, with a red cheek certainly delicious, so much so that anyone who saw it would long to take a bite, but whoever did would surely die. When the apple was ready, she placed it in a basket and painted her face 
and dressed herself like an old woman. Then the queen travelled over the seven hills and into the forest to the house of the seven dwarfs. She knocked on the door. Snow White once again peeked her head out of the window and said, Please, away with you. I, I cannot let anyone in. The dwarfs have forbidden it. Then do not open the door, but I shall soon get rid of my apples. Here, please, child, have one. The queen held the apple up to the window. No, no, I dare not take anything, said Snow White. If it is poison you fear, then look. I shall cut the apple in two, and you can have the red cheek, and I can have the white. The apple was made so that it was only the red cheek which held the poison. Snow White could not resist as she watched the woman take a bite. So she reached out and took the poisonous half. And as soon as she bit into the apple, Snow White fell down, lifeless. The queen laughed. <laughs> Skin as white as snow, lips as red as blood, hair black as ebony. The dwarf shall not bring you back this time. And before long, the queen was again in front of the mirror and asked, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? And the mirror replied, You, my queen, are the fairest of them all. And the queen was satisfied. When the dwarfs arrived home, they found Snow White lifeless on the ground. They searched her for anything poisonous but found nothing. And so they could not bring her back to life. They sat around and wept for three long days. And when it came time to bury her, Snow White still looked so much as if she were alive. Cheeks were still rosy and skin still as white as snow, they said, We cannot bury her in the ground. So the dwarfs made a glass coffin to be sure that Snow White would never be alone in the dark. And in gold they put her name upon it, and that she was the daughter of a king. One of them would always stay by the coffin and guard Snow White. Even the forest animals wept for her. The deer, the doves and the chipmunks. For many years, Snow White remained in her coffin unchanged. Her skin was still white as snow, her lips still red as blood, and her hair still as black as ebony. It was as if she were in a deep, deep sleep. And one day, a prince rode into the forest and came upon the dwarf's house. He asked to stay the night, and they welcomed him. Through the trees, he spotted Snow White's coffin and the beautiful girl it held inside, and he asked the dwarfs, May I have the coffin? I shall give you whatever you want for it. The dwarfs replied, We would not part with it for all the gold in the world, the prince said. Then let me have it as a gift, for I cannot live without looking upon Snow White. I will love and honour her as my dearest treasure for the rest of my life. The dwarfs took pity on him and gave him the coffin. The prince's servants carried it away, but as they were travelling, they stumbled over a fallen tree branch and dropped the coffin. 
and when she hit the ground, the piece of poisonous apple that Snow White had bitten off came out of her mouth. Snow White opened her eyes and sat up and said, Oh, heavens, where am I? The prince could not believe it. Full of joy, he replied, You are with me. He told her what had happened and said, I love you more dearly than anything in this world. I beg you, come to my father's palace and be my wife. Snow White accepted and went with him. And not long after, their wedding was held, and it was a splendid sight indeed. The seven dwarfs were there, and they were sure to make the newlyweds promise to visit often, which they did. And when the wicked queen went to her mirror upon Snow White's wedding day and asked, Mirror, mirror, on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? The mirror replied, You, my queen, are fairer than anyone near, but the young queen is the fairest one in all the land. The evil queen traveled to find who this young queen may be, and when she lay eyes on Snow White, she felt her rage return, and it burned as she knew there was nothing she could do. And so the wicked queen ran away and was never heard from again. And Snow White and her prince lived happily ever after. The End And now it's time to take a deep breath and close our eyes so that we may drift off into a world of our own adventure. Good night, children.